Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within podcast. I'm Enrique, and I'm here with Brad Smith. He's the CEO of Stellar Insight. I love that name. And we're going to be talking about heart-centered leadership. And I'm excited about this topic because it's something that I love. I love dealing with the heart. I love dealing with the intention of a leader. Uh, So, Brad, first of all, thank you for being with me today and sharing your morning with me. I know it's bright and early where you are, but uh, as we get into this heart-centered leadership conversation. Um, before we do that, tell us a little bit about you and your company. Um, so I had to rename my company, and I realized after about two months worth of really deep internal research, what I actually sell is insight. And I've always loved stars, obviously. So um, I I named my company Stellar Insight. I, I watched my dad Growing up, I watched my dad start 34 companies and kill 30 of them because he had a bachelor's in chemical engineering and a PhD in biochemistry. So he was a product development guy. So he'd come in, he'd start a business and they'd go through it and some of the pieces wouldn't work. And so I started coaching people because I wanted him to have succeeded. He did, but it took him that many tries to do it. But also... I want everybody else to be successful. So, and, and I have 25 years of helping people do that. And, and do it well, do it well. I've, I've looked at most of all your stuff and I'm telling you that uh, you, you have a way and we're going to, folks, you're going to be listening to Brad here in a second. Uh, just throw down his knowledge. It's amazing how much insight, how much intuition, how much uh, keen, uh, ear he has for leadership, for business, for letting and, and allowing business owners and CEOs and executives to grow. So I'm excited about this conversation. Now, Brad, you, you mentioned your, your, your dad here, the amount of labor that he, you know, ingested into business. Oh, time, right. right. Yeah. Time and effort. Yep. And, and, you know, as a as a new business owner myself, um, to think about thirty tries before I got into a, a, a real good successful business is enough to say, "Whoa, maybe I need to slow down." Right? But what makes a person? You know, your dad, he showed some grit. He he showed some man. I'm going to keep going. Resistant. Well, okay. So he grew up on a farm in Iowa, and what I found is you wake up every day, you got a long-term view because farmers, they plant the seed, you know, they set the soil, they plant the seeds, they wait half a year, then they harvest, right? And that's one event set, right? 
So in a business, what you're doing is you're, you're setting your goals and you ask everybody in the, you know, all, all the seeds you plant, right? All the people that work with you or for you um, to put their effort in and grow the crop for the year, right? Whether it's a week turnaround, whatever your sales cycle is, doesn't matter. There's essentially six parts to a business and then there's the leadership that guides everybody. So behind, behind the success of a business, so I got my master's degree. I got within a term a degree in biochemistry and then went, stopped for 11 years and then went back and finished my bachelor's in business management and then an MBA in marketing and finance because I realized if you don't understand your customer and employees are customers, if you really stop and think about it, you're leading them in order to accomplish that, right? So if you understand your customers and provide them what they want, then your business is successful. But it takes a deep comprehension in order to do that. Part of leadership, so I break the continuum of management and leadership in the middle. When you're managing, what you're doing is you're essentially directing actions. And when you're leading, you're inspiring the energy behind the actions. So in order to be a leader, you have to understand the motivations of the people that are working with you and draw them into your enthusiasm. You've got a passion for it. If I have a lot of people that I work with, I ask them, why do you do what you do? So, oh, I wanna make money. Yeah, but that's garbage. Money is only a tool, right? It is only a tool. It's like a screwdriver. Money is a tool. It is not your purpose. It's the things that money will do for you that create the meaning. And that right there is what drives you forward. So I only work with people that are ambitious and curious. They're willing to take in ideas. They're willing to co, you know, collaborate on things. So ambitious and curious and then thoughtful about what other people actually want to achieve. You know, what's important to you? And people love winning. So I'm literally in the middle of reading a book called The Four Disciplines of Execution. That's the quadrant one, urgent and important stuff. Quadrant two from Stephen Covey's not, not urgent but important is the visionary side. And so in order to get into being a leader, you have to be visionary and you have to also, if you would, understand the people. If you don't understand the people that you work for, your customers are who you work for and your employees are who you work with. If you don't have enough heart opened and know yourself well enough, let's put it this way. If you know your own heart, then you can use that as a radar for what other people are also feeling. So when you're leading, look at your own heart, look at how that resonates with the people there, make sure you have rapport with them, and then step into your, if you would, intuitive mind and get the vision for the future and the vision for the an understanding for the current moment. And then as a result of that, you get to blend the two of those and be the best leader you can be. 
which is inspire, 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 and create the target for the organization. How's that for a short, long term? Well, I tell you, Brad, I'm sitting here and I'm like, jot that down, <laughs> jot that down, <laughs> jot that down. But you mentioned something early on when you're talking about managers and, and leaders. You mentioned action, and then you mentioned the inspiration behind the action. Right. And I love that because I've, I've seen a lot of definitions for between the differences between managers and leaders. And, but that one is truly key that separates where you have a group of people doing something just because they were told or doing something because they've been inspired to do it. And the results are dramatically different. Well, think of it this way. And one of the things that happened in the Midwest is they would have, I mean, for like the whole time there were humans there almost, at least the Western civilization, they would have barn raisings. The whole neighborhood would come together and raise a barn, right? My, my, um, my mom's dad, <clears throat> his dad, right? My great grandpa um, built a barn in 1895 the whole neighborhood came together. You can't do that because you're telling people what to do. You tell that because there's community there and there's inspiration there. So people do their best. You know, you get a level 10 out of people if they're inspired and they're enthusiastic. Figure out how to do that. Listen deeply enough to their motivations and then give them the opportunity to be excellent. I love that. You know, and true excellence comes from uh, from within. And you mentioned uh, leaders knowing their heart. I think that there's a great amount of leaders that don't even know their heart, right? They, they've been in leadership. They've been in a positional authority. They've been at the helm of something that they kind of grew into or maybe were just put into, right? Because sometimes you just say, hey, I need you. Yeah. Here you go. But <clears throat> leaders knowing their heart, it's so important, especially when you're trying to talk to the masses and get them to start focusing on one central thing to do and to accomplish. Now, you mentioned insight and, and visionary and these words that just kind of blow, <laughs> you know, they, they firecracker in my head because they really speak to what a leader should have. So let's talk about insight, your, 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 you know, stellar insight. And I already tell you, I'm a, I, before I tell you, I'm a Trekkie, right? So I love stellar. I love all that stuff, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but that, that insight piece, tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. When you're, so I was a formulation chemist for a decade and analytical chemist, formulation chemist. And I realized that my analytical mind could only do so much. And somewhere along the line, I started um, meditation. And I realized about six months into it, that all of a sudden, I could carry five times, six times as much information in my mind at the same time and correlate it. So I realized then after a little bit, that the intuitive mind, if you would, the synthesis engine that I was using 
had that six times that capacity. Well, I would take a concept and then I would look for the answer to a question. Well, the questions I formed with my analytical mind and so I'm form designing a formula and I would run into a, a, a brick wall and I would map out all the stuff that I knew for a fact, right? That's the analytical mind. And there would be a puzzle piece missing. I would literally map it all out and go take a 15 minute nap and wake up with the answer. And what I do is I ask, what's the solution here? And we go through different brainwave levels as we go to sleep and then come back up, even in nap, right? And so you have access to, we do our analytical thinking in the uh, beta brainwave level. We do our daydreaming, you know, shower, driving down the road, whatever idea pops into your head. That's the alpha brainwave level. Theta is normally um, the top 60 minutes of a sleep cycle, 90 minute sleep cycle, and delta is the bottom 30 minutes, the deepest part of our sleep cycle. And so as you're waking up, you're in theta and you're in alpha, and you have the ability to use the synthesis engine that intuition is, and we call it gut feel, but that's because we haven't developed the full body awareness that's possible. When you're in those brainwave levels, ideas can pop in any time of the day. So over you know, the 26 years I've been meditating, most of those years, most of those 20 of those years, at least, maybe even 25, um, I've, I've been able to just walk down the street and have ideas pop into my head for a question that I had posed and just held out over my subconscious and asked, I want the answer to this, and it will pop in when it's ready and I'm ready to receive it. So visionary is intuition and heart-centered is deeply connected to that because they're both kinesthetic experiences. That means a feel, right? We feel our emotions, we feel our heart, and then we learn to watch those things with our intuition and then translate down into words and numbers, which is the analytical mind. So being creative is important, but also when you balance everything, you balance the heart and open it up and be aware of it, you balance the intuitive mind, which is concepts only, and balance that and open that up. And then use the analytical mind to put things into articulated form, words and numbers. Then when you get all three of those working together, then you're a whole human. I tell you, folks, if, if you have not, uh, that was a college course and about 30 seconds. <laughs> well, that's a brief version. What I'd really like to do, what I do with my clients, if they're willing, is I teach them how to coordinate and synergize all three of those, the intuitive mind, the analytical mind, and heart. Because in order to be a true leader, you have to have all of those tools available. If you're only using words and numbers and analytical thinking, and you're linear in your approach to everything, that means that you're missing half the toolbox. Amazing. And I and I'm, I wonder how many leaders out there, folks, if you're listening, you're a leader, and you've noticed or recognized that you're missing some of those things, then Brad is the place to go. And we're going to cover that here in the, at the later part of this conversation. But I, I wonder how many leaders even look at their 
leadership life, you know, and I, and I focus mainly on leadership throughout the whole span of what makes a human. And that's why I brought Brad in to talk about this piece, because it's missing from a lot of leadership, the, the ability to uh, not only, you know, think of stuff and, and, and say, Oh, that's a nice idea and go after it, but how it connects to us as a human, especially how it connects to our heart. And then how we're going to share our heart so that people can say, you know what? Yeah, I share that also. Let me go and, you know, and go into this uh, following this leader. So for those leaders that are in the position of, and they're missing some of these pieces, right? Uh, how, how, how should they start this journey into finding uh, who they really are in the heart and then uh, translating that to their workforce? So I'm, I'm going to add one more piece to this because you can't be a leader and be a liar. You can be, you, can, you right? That's blunt, that's straight out, right? So we're talking about, you know, there's a reason why we say, have different sayings, like that person's got backbone, right? There's reasons for that. You have to f- decide who you're going to be. You can be unconscious and reactive and be an unconscious human being, or you can be a conscious human being. Who do I choose to be? Write out all the things that are important to you. I don't put that up. I've got a values list. I think I will publish on my website. And what I have my clients do, almost the first thing, is I go down and have them write out everything they do, what's on their plate. And then underneath that, I have them write, who are they, right? Rank yourself. How are you on integrity? Are you a 10? No, right? Are you a seven? Maybe, right? So if you're a seven or an eight in integrity, stop it. Stand up and hold yourself accountable to that. Then once you have integrity, then you can hold other people accountable to integrity, but not until you do it first. Do first yourself, build out your character consciously, And then from that foundation, and it's not, I woke up one year into my practice and realized I needed to sell. In order to sell, the only thing I understood was I had to cold call. So I had this whole list of people I was cold calling at a really, really awful afternoon. Like everybody just chewed me up. So I stopped and I said, what am I doing wrong? And I went out and I went through my own internal coaching process and I wrote down all the things and I realized what I was doing was I was making every person that I called responsible for my value. And I didn't even let my parents do that. You know, I did when I was a child, but as an adult at age 39 or 40, I guess I was 49, I realized that I no longer gave my parents, the responsibility for setting my value with myself. Why would I give that to a stranger? So I went down through that and I realized at the core of that, I needed to be, have more character strength. And then underneath that, what makes strength in my character, every spot I had in me that had character strength was a place of certainty. And I said, okay, Brad, how did you learn certainty? Well, what am I certain about? I'm certain about the alphabet. I got that, right? ABC, got that whole dialed. Certain about the alphabet, certain about multiplication table. I actually knew that. 
And then I was at least a 10 by 10, right? And then I was certain about driving. I could hop in a car and drive, right? So how did I get that? Conscious repetition, not unconscious repetition, but conscious repetition. So I spent a year studying character strength in me, and I ran every decision that I made through character strength. How did it affect me? What did I learn from it? What didn't I learn from it? What were my mistakes? How did my character strength affect that mistake or the wins, right? So I went through my whole character that way. I have a list right here on my wall that I study constantly in who I am. Study who you are, then from character, build out into listening to your heart. That's part of the learning process. And then from there, learn to read other people. People show up, if you've got the skills, so it takes intuition and character, self-awareness, they're like billboards. You can see who they are, you can see they're good, you can see they're bad. And if you're non-judgmental with yourself, but you're disciplined in yourself, then you can be the same way with other people. Hold them accountable when they commit to something. That's something you can do to support them in their evolution. So you take your character evolution and then look at your culture in your company. That's like another human being with a whole bunch of different parts. And you get to grow the character culture in the company with you as the demonstration of what's possible. Wow. That is powerful. I'm, uh, leaders, leaders. Make a list, <laughs> make a list of your, of your, of your, you know, of who you are, make a list. Oh my goodness. If, if we were to take more care of knowing ourselves as who we are, how much more impactful we would be in, in, in our execution of positions and, and titles and all this other things that come and maybe pad somebody and make them think that there's something that they're not <laughs> because right. of, you know, of something that came by however it came. But if, if, if you're a leader and you're listening to this and you have not taken out an opportunity to carve out some form of list and those things, you know, that, that, that make you that truly that you are and, and be honest with yourself, uh, I love, uh, Brad, that you said you you can't be a leader and a liar. Oh, my goodness. I know you saw me on this side. My mouth yeah, was no, wide I open. <laughs> I was like, well, you can't. All right. So if I'm going to follow somebody, truly follow somebody, I need an authentic human there. Right. When you lie, you cut yourself off from yourself. You're not authentic. Right. So authenticity is key in being a leader. So I have a suggestion. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a, a short process here, but I've got this list of values. I'm going to post it on my website. Yeah, you have to give me your email to do that, but I'm going to post it on my website so that you know, we can have a dialogue together, right? If not, it'll give you a dialogue. I had a client really early in my practice like 22 years ago. And I gave him this as a, a thing. I said, I want you to print this out and I want you to go through and highlight all the ones that are important to you. And then we're gonna go down through and talk about it. And, he, and you might 
wanted to print it off and give it to your wife. He was married. He came back to me a week later and he said, oh my God, Brad, I'm in trouble. I love this woman. And her top 10 were none of the, what I had as my top 10. And so they worked at that, but it was like, you have to have common ground in order to have a, rela a relationship, right? You have to have common ground in order to actually build rapport. So if you've got a romance in your life, congratulations, right? And if you've got people that follow you, congratulations. But go get the list off my website, print it off two or three times, have you take it, have a deep conversation, but do it separately, right? Have a conversation with yourself, then have a conversation with your partner, and then, then go from there. Have a conversation with your clients. I, have, I had an employee early in my practice. I have another one now. And what I do with them is I give them that list, rank yourself from one to 10 on your top you know, 10, 15, 20 values that are important to you. Tell me which ones you're gonna grow in focused this year, top two or three. And then we're gonna evaluate you on what you've done. You know, yes, subjective. Did you grow from a, an eight to a nine, a six to a five, right? A five to, you know, five to a six, excuse me. Did you grow? And how can I support you in your growth? That was part of their annual review, actually quarterly. So. That's amazing. And we're gonna have that uh, website listed on the show notes and part of the video. And matter of fact, we're going to allow uh, you Brad right now to share where would they go to get this uh, list and be able to, you know, just get, go down this process because it's important. This is uh, leaders. If, if you cannot get through this one step, then you're, you're missing, missing uh, a very vital part of your own life now let's let's take you away from your leadership position just you as a human to understand what makes your heart tick what's making you diverge from you <laughs> you know you mentioned brad yeah you you're, you're not you know you you're living something else and the worst thing a leader can do and i'll tell you from my own experience is live a life of a lie and then try to lead with that because guess what? If you thought your life was hard enough to live, try to at the same time. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. So what we're all after under the core of that is meaning, right? My website for my company is Stellar Insight Inc. I had to work at that. Stellar Insight Incorporated. So StellarInsightInc.com. <clears throat> all right, folks. And I'll have that part of everything that you're seeing and hearing uh, and the notes, uh, please go there. Uh, yeah, you, you have to trade something for something, right? But this, I'm telling you, you will not regret going through a, 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 a uh, you know, something that will get you to where you should be. Uh, there's a lot of people that are at the other side of your of people's leadership, right? And I've always mentioned this before in other episodes, there are hurting people out there at the other side of a leader. And uh, it's a it's a shame that it happens, but it happens because there's a decentralized heart issue. Uh, you know, either the leader is does not have a connection with their own heart 
uh, or a connection with their own life, right? Uh, yeah. And now they're starving the other people that are wanting to, you know, be inspired because they cannot do it. Um, so, uh, Brad, if if you had one opportunity, and I say to to just gather something that you have not shared so far that a leader must just listen to. This is this is this well, is I, I have more lots more, but we'll go with one, right? Um every time we do something with passion, every time we're inspired, what we're after is creating something of meaning. Every one of our customers, every one of our clients what they're looking for, what's the saying? People don't buy a quarter inch drill. I don't remember who said that. What they buy is the opportunity for a repeated quarter inch holes, right? So we are creating meaning, right? I get to help people be successful and create the meaning in their life, right? Because they want something that's important to them. And that's the meaning they're creating. That's the whole point of leadership is to create meaning for the people that work with you and the people that you work for. That's so powerful. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm looking at, as you were saying that, I was looking through my closet downstairs where I got all my, my drills and all my, my saws and everything, because I did not buy any of those equipment just for that one project. That would be, that would be foolish, right? Because it's a one and out. I bought him just to your point. I bought them with the intent that I could replicate what I did with that multiple times, you know, right. and, and one that comes to mind real quick is I did, uh, you know, chair rail molding in my dining room. Right. There we go. And, and so, yeah, there, you, you need some equipment for that. And, but I bought them because I wanted to be able to later, not only put the chair rail molding that they came up nice, by the way, I'm fully surprised. But that I wanted some, you know, some molding, some crown molding. And the, and in order for me to be able to do that in the future, I wanted to have, you know, so to your point, uh, a very great one at, at that. Uh, folks, people are looking at you as a leader to be not only to be inspired for that moment. They want to be able to carry on a legacy of excellence in their own life. They don't want to just do a one and out. Uh, I woke up this morning. I'm going to read you a post I'm going to put up on my LinkedIn. I have two statements that guide me. And for years, I had like a big, long whiteboard. And one at the top of it, I said, is excellence your lifetime pursuit? Right? And on the other one, you know, it's blank in the middle. And then on the other one, I had... What is an excellent human race? Everything else falls between those two statements. So if your goal is to be excellent, how am I excellent today? And how can I be more excellent tomorrow, right? And then behind that, how can I further the excellence of the human race, period? First, you got to start here. 
And then from there, you go out from there and lead. Cool stuff, huh? I I absolutely love it. Like I and and we can folks, we can get Brad to you, and we're bringing Brad to you today. But he has so much more, so much more. And and Brad, if if somebody wanted to get a hold of you today, and say, hey, Brad, man, I, I listened to what you said on this podcast. I, I believe that that's something that I've been missing. You know, I want to be a stellar leader. I want to be, uh, you know, an excellent leader. Um, how would they do that to, to um, get that service? Okay. You can go to my website and sign up for a half hour conversation with me. It'll be free. Right. Um, so my website is one stellar You can um, email me. My, my email is brad.smith at stellar And send me an email. And we'll set up a time to talk. Outstanding. Well, folks, look, I'm I'm, going to tell you right now. I've got so much. I've gotten so much from this conversation. I'm going to go back and listen to this multiple times because there were just so many things that were, you know, uh, uncovered and and shared. Uh, You will not regret going to Brad and trying to get yourself uh, you know, into that insight part of your life. It is critical. If you're a leader, it is critical. Uh, so please, I'm going to put all that information as the, as the, on the show notes, a video, and, and you can get a hold of Brad. Uh, Brad, is there anything uh, else you uh, want to share? Y- yeah. Yeah. So when I start with a client, we review everything, right? And I ask what their annual revenue was last year. My goal and how fast they, you know, they grew. What was their growth percent last year? My goal is to minimum double their growth rate, if not take it to 100%. And if it was 100%, cool, we'll get it to 200%. My goal is to double people's revenue. And if I can, I have a few of these that I've been able to do, working on a few right now, where over about a two-year period, three-year period, we're going to be able to add a zero to the revenue. That is so exciting because it really changes everybody's life. And there's a whole process involved in that. So if you want to double your revenue, call me. If you want to have more fun while you're doing it, call me. I'll I'll tell you, it's a win-win. That's what that sounds like, right? Uh, Folks, um, thank you, first of all, uh, Brad, for sharing your your insights, your your knowledge with us this morning. It has been uh, refreshing. Uh, to hear from your perspective. Uh, there's so much to be learned, uh, and I appreciate you. Uh, folks, if you uh, are inclined, right, to, to go and, and follow back, go ahead, uh, hit him up on LinkedIn. I'm sure, uh, you know, he, he'll look at that. But if you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic that we covered uh, today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, or Twitter right now. And as you know, we're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to our show. So if you know someone or have a topic that you would like featured on the podcast, we'd love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle And as we like to end this show, success to you.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Triad Leadership Solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.